screams and acrid, oily fumes choked the labyrinth. A man and woman stumbled desperately through its shadowed twists and turns. Their footfalls echoed like distant gunshots. The woman, a small, wiry brunette with an ugly bruise on her left cheek, wore a yellow unisex utility uniform. The man was enormous, but barely conscious. With every tortured breath, the woman tasted her own mortality. Until this moment, fear, at its very worst, had existed as a sour weight somewhere inside her body, a small, gnawing creature burrowing its way through her mind. This was something very different. This was a cocoon spun of pure mortal terror. She pushed her heels hard against the ground, shoving with all the strength in her superb legs, dragging the man a few more feet into the darkness. She trembled, fighting for control. Soon, too soon, her abused body would no longer respond. She had dragged him away from the terrible sights and smells on the field above, pulled him deeper into the concrete tunnels, but now her own pain and exhaustion, muscles bruised and stressed beyond their limits, were signaling an end to her efforts. The man could not help her. His left arm and right leg were broken, and he hovered on the brink of shock. Above her head, pipes hissed and bled warm water. The tunnels beneath the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum were as warm and damp as a womb. She dropped the clip at her 9mm Glock automatic. At least three bullets remained. What was no longer certain was if physical force, however massive or efficient, would make any difference at all. She could still hear, or imagine that she heard, the dying shrieks of the most brilliant warrior she had ever known. Ultimately, all his skills had meant nothing, nor had the fact that he loved his murderer with all of his heart. Perhaps the woman he loved was gone, as if she had never existed at all. And perhaps, in some terrible sense, the beautiful external shell had been the illusion, her current nightmarish incarnation the reality. From somewhere behind them rose an echo, a sound like someone screaming down a well. Bitch! She held the man upright, staggering a few more paces through the gloom. Dim yellow lights above her flickered and died. She sagged against the sticky wall, mind racing, struggling to devise a way out of the trap. He tugged weakly at her arm. For God's sake, he said, get the hell out of here. He coughed, a wet, ugly sound. She wondered if a lung was punctured. Without me, you've got a chance. That was as far as his strength could take him. Neither of them had slept in fifty hours. Both were operating in some resource twilight, stripped of everything except the will to survive. She pressed her cheek against his, cursing herself for waiting so long to love him. Only now, when it's too late. Shit. Go on. To hell with that, she said, and slammed the clip back into the Glock. A surge of adrenaline swept away the cobwebs. If this was the end, if this was death, if the creature coming to take their lives could not be stopped, then by heaven she would die fighting, rather than spend the rest of her life wondering if she could have saved him. Damn you, did you even tell him? Have you ever told him? Even now, you can't, can you? Your first instincts were right, you know, she said. She braced her back against the tunnel wall as she pushed her way up to standing. She took the weaver stance, right arm straight, supporting with the left aiming at the corner not twenty feet away. Already, an unholy blue light peeled back the darkness. The temperature was rising. Death was on its way. We should have told Sinclair to keep his damned money. We should have left the twins alone. Bitch, where are you? 
The words seemed more like the hiss and crackle of a bonfire than any product of human vocal cords. She bent and ran her fingertips along his stubble cheek. Despite his injuries, the corners of his mouth lifted in a smile. You never listen, do you? She kissed him softly, her heart breaking. Say it, damn it. Say it at least once before you die.